This is Real Ghost Stories Online. If you are a believer in the paranormal, which if you are listening to this program, I probably assume most of you are, you are well aware that we are very much surrounded by all different types of things. Things that were once living and walking on this planet. Things that we loved and loved us back. Family members, souls, individuals who were very much once like us, who very well possibly could be us at some point in time. And on the other end of that scale are things that never walked this planet. Darker things, things you may call creatures or entities, sometimes demons, demonic spirits. Their intent is not to simply exist. Their intent seems to be to harm, to disturb to cause chaos and havoc in the lives of the living. And to those who have had run-ins with these things, know how powerful and how very real they can be. In this next story, we hear about one of those run-ins. It comes to us from what one would classify as a good witch or a green witch. She shares her story. Take a listen. You could say I'm a Wiccan. I'm better classified as a green witch. I'm not the only gifted witch in the family. I've seen and spoken to spirits since I was very small. I can feel what others are feeling and sometimes dream of things that will come to pass. I don't like touching people. I don't want to know their secrets. My mother can hear them and occasionally see them. Before she closed her mind to her gifts, she was also able to know what was going to happen. My older sister and youngest niece are into the darker crafts, blood spells, animal sacrifices, and they've learned how to manipulate others' emotions. My sister sent a shadow person after me when I found out what she was doing and told her that she would get what she sends out. I guess that marked me for some of the darker entities. Most spirits I encounter are just lonely or curious. The spirits at the facility that I work at usually just stop and stare now and then. I work in a government building that used to be an encampment for Germans during World War II. We've had a co-worker die here within the last five years. He stays in the building he died in, but waves when I come to visit. I'm very empathic and sometimes I'm able to pick up thoughts. The older I get, the stronger the gifts seem to get. Some people, I get a tune. My husband and my youngest son are some of the ones with whom I hear music. Usually low but beautiful. My oldest son is like me, but not as strong. He can see them, but doesn't seem to hear them. Back on track. I've been having issues with two creatures, and yes, I do mean creatures. They aren't human, and never have been human. I get a sense of wickedness from them. Even writing about them gives me goosebumps. They first appeared two years ago and popped up when I least expected. I can tell when they've entered a room because... Everything goes quiet, which includes my emotions I get from the people in my house. My husband was away on travel, and my children and I are alone in the house. The kids were in their room asleep, but I was still up reading in my bed with just a reading lamp lighting my room. The house goes quiet, which frightens me. Anyway, because I'm used to a certain feel to my family. I happen to look over and see this child. I knew it wasn't mine because my children are in bed asleep. I couldn't tell if it was male or female. 
Upon looking at the child, I noticed it is very pale, and the skin seems stretched. Where its eyes should be are empty, black pits. Somehow, it knew I was looking at it, and it smiled. I've never been more afraid. It looked like sharp razor blades. I say the chant that I say at my altar every morning, calling on the elements to look over myself and my family, envisioning myself and family being bathed in pure, white, healing light. The thing disappears. Terrified, I check on the children to make sure that it didn't go to them. Only saw this particular entity one other time. That was when I went to the cemetery to visit my great-grandmother's grave. It didn't make a move, but I could tell it was looking at me. The second creature and first encounter so far were in my closet. I can't remember where my husband was at at that time. My children were outside playing and I was folding clothes and putting them away. My closet is a large walk-in with a shelf on top that I keep my towels at. I'd already been in there hanging up my husband's clothes without incident. I go back in there with another armload of shirts ready to be hung on the rack and the same sense of cold and quiet washes over me. And I looked up. This one was crouched on the top shelf, leaning over, holding on the ledge with its long fingers, with black claw-like nails biting into the ledge. It seemed oddly positioned, bones longer than a human with its thin gray skin stretched across its bones, patchy stringy hair hanging from its head, some black holes where its eyes should be, like the child's, smiling a greasy razor blade smile at me. Just a foot from my face, I yell at it to leave. It has no place in my home. I start calling on the elements as I did with the first, and I grab my sage smudging stick, light it, and start praying harder. I hear it scream, all the while I envision healing white light around myself and my little family. Just as I finish my chant, it's gone. I bless the whole house, going into each room with salt, altar water, and a smudging stick in hand. I save the closet for last because I feel like it was the portal. When I went in there, I noticed scratches in the wood where it had been. I'm still afraid that it may come back. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Want a commercial-free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? Sign up at Apple Podcasts right now and try it for three days free. Ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.